Welcome to Movies in 4K, episode 84. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And of course, we pop out the extra shows, and this one is another one, a bonus. What do you think about that, Phantom? I think that it's cool. We love doing bonuses. This gentleman recommended two for us to watch. And we're going to cover this one first. It's one he didn't see yet or purchase, and he's anticipating purchasing it. The other one he had seen, so I figured we'd do this one first, even though his other one's a really high-rated film. But this goes out to Sam, and he stated, Lady Phantom, that he really likes this movie. He has not got the 4K yet. He's going to buy the 4K. Hopefully, Sam, you waited (laughs) not to spoil anything beforehand, but just stay tuned for our analyzation of this film. We're going to begin this episode right now. Huh, Phantom? Yep. From year 2000, the new millennia, rated R movie. Some nudity in this puppy. Runs for an hour and 42 minutes. It's listed in one genre. Yeah, I'm keeping you guessing on the movie. The (laughs) genre is drama, you agree? Absolutely. That's the only genre this would be listed in. And the film is what, Lady Phantom? Requiem for a Dream. A film that you've seen in theaters, I heard. A film that I saw when it came out at the movie theater, and after watching it, I promised myself never to watch again. Well, thanks, Sam. Sam. Thank you very much, Sam. You made me break my promise to myself. (laughs) All right. Directed by who? Darren Aronofsky. You know this guy? Well, yeah. I mean, the first thing that pops into my mind is Black Swan, which was way later after this one, and which I prefer a thousand times. Yeah. Okay. Stars, Lady Phantom. Uh, Ellen Burstyn. From Exorcist fame. Yes. And many other things. And many other things, of course. Jared Leto. From from what fame? Lots of things. This, he was most recently the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League and also before Suicide Squad. He was on Alexander with Colin Farrell. He was in some Dallas Buyers Club with uh, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And many other things. And Jennifer Connelly. From what fame? Labyrinth to me. And this, and also uh, many other things. Okay. I would presume I could be totally wrong. You're going to let me know, or somebody else is going to let me know. Jared Leto and Jennifer Connelly were not household names in 2000. No, I wouldn't think so. I think Jared Leto was pretty new. I mean, I knew Jennifer Connelly because of Labyrinth, but if I hadn't seen Labyrinth before that, 
she would have been new to me as well. And actually probably more well-known at this time because of In Love and Color. Marlon Wayans. Correct. And also scary movies. They were all in the 90s, correct? Or were they 2000s? No, I think they were. I think they were like 90s and 2000s. But I'm pretty sure that one of the scary movies has a spoof of a little part of this movie. Which I would find hilarious because, I mean, he's spoofing himself. And not to short sight this gentleman, but Christopher McDonald from one of my favorite horror movies, The Road Killers, and many other things. Oh, he's fantastic. He's always like a third or fourth co-star. Yeah, I he know. was also in that George Clooney one. He was the weathercaster, the one I can never think of. The, the Perfect name. Storm. The Perfect Storm. Yeah, right? I, I knew him also from a lot of series back in like yes. in the 90s, 2000s. He you was will series. know this guy. He's not a household name because he's got such a common name too. It was really nice to see him. And there was a couple other people I'd seen in movies too. And I'm not sure of their real names, but yeah. they've been in other things. Okay, rattle off that synopsis. The drug-induced utopias of four Coney Island people are shattered when their addictions run deep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to say this up front. We have no idea because we're recording right now, but I'm going to assume this is going to be one of our shorter episodes. There's really not much to talk about. We're going to rattle off some things that happen in the movie, but... There's not no revelations or nothing. The story follows a particular pattern, and there's not really much to describe with that. Agreed, Lady Phantom? Yes. I mean, I can understand the overarching theme, you know, the danger of drugs, basically. It's just the danger of drugs, but... Yeah, it's a horror story of sorts. Yeah, of what happens when you're addicted to certain types of drugs. And let's begin it as we see Ellen Burstyn watching Christopher McDonald. He is a talk show weight loss training guru, like an infomercial guy is what I want to call him. Actually, I thought it was an infomercial. And it could have been. Uh-huh. Yes, I think it was an infomercial but more than anything Ellen else. Ellen Burstyn is watching this guy. She's about 50 pounds overweight. And her son comes in, played by Jared Leto, uh-huh. and wants to take the TV to sell it for drugs. He's done this many times. You can tell by the interactions going on right here. She actually runs into the bedroom and locks herself because she don't want to deal with it. And she's actually chained the TV under lock and key because... Her son does this so much. Yeah, but the chain is not for him. It's for the robbers. Right, because (laughs) he starts sobbing and criticizing his mother. She slips him the key under the door, and you see this little montage of him and Wayans rolling this TV blocks and blocks away to a pawn shop-like place. They get some money They do some drugs. They show it. The next day, she goes and pays for the TV to get it back. And the guy's like, when are you going to stop this and stuff like that? Why don't you tell the police? And stuff. Uh So we jump into there and we get into this drug episode here with Wayans and Leto. 
And then shortly thereafter, Connolly comes into it. She is the girlfriend of Leto. Yeah. And they are very much in love. They have a plan to have a business and be successful. And they are basically full of dreams. Yes. And we'll say that right here, even though it don't particularly happen in this spot, because this movie jumps back and forth a myriad of times. They concoct a plan to become the sellers of drugs instead of taking it. So they try to wean themselves off of it and make money. Mm-hmm. And they are moderately successful at this during the movie at certain times, even though they're still sampling the drugs and getting high. Yes. And it's hard because it's not only, I mean, their story is about exactly what you said, but at the same time, Ellen Burstyn, she she receives this phone call that is telling her that she is a winner and she's going to be on TV and she is going to receive some documents for her to sign in a short period of time. And then she will know when she's going to go on TV. And then she's all excited. And she's the talk of the town with her friends. Right. Who, sort of uh-huh. a game show type thing is the impression I, I got. They didn't yeah, say they never specifically. Said, but probably, yeah, it must be something like that. So then the friends love her and she gets to sit in the middle of them outside of the building. Yes, all the retired people sit out yeah, front the girls. in Brooklyn. Yeah, and gossip and talk about everybody and stuff like that but they're specifically in a certain line of like popularity yeah and the problem with this is that she as soon as she receives the news that she's gonna be on tv she goes to her closet because she needs to find something to wear right so then she picks the red dress that she wore to her son's graduation and lo and behold it's she just can't zip it up and also her husband loved that red dress and he's passed away she's by herself exactly she's all alone so she immediately tries to lose weight she follows this diet with a grapefruit and a boiled egg and a coffee in the morning but ever since that first meal she's just like glancing at the refrigerator yes she can't (laughs) get past this refrigerator and they show it a million times and it alludes to her struggling with not eating basically so like the phantom said she goes to a doctor and gets uppers and downers basically yeah and i do want to mention because it's important i mean they hadn't said anything before that about her weight but you do, they do show her like cozying up to a box of chocolates in front of uh, Christopher McDonald. And, and like she, you can see she loves her chocolate. She enjoys her sugar. So then when this happens, she's going insane. <laughs> and right, she goes but to this she doctor. now has something to look forward to because exactly. she's a lonely woman that has nothing to look forward to really the rest of her life. Her son is a deadbeat always stealing and taking money and stuff and she's alone and lowly not popular at all amongst her little girlfriends and stuff so she sees a chance and she wants to lose weight to look good on tv which woman wouldn't and fit in the red dress correct and she's got 50 pounds to lose and she don't have any idea what she's been prescribed yeah i mean she goes to this doctor and he prescribes 
four pills a day, different colors for morning, uh, after, well, yeah, noon, let's say, night and right before bed. Right. And she don't even realize that she is very hyped now. She has a lot of energy and you really get the picture of this one time when the sun comes over because this is when he's starting to become a little successful and wean himself off a lot of the drugs and he buys her a new tv and apologizes for everything but he notices right away that she is hooked she is stoned she is basically a drug addict yeah, and he feels terrible. He asks her to not do that anymore because those drugs are going to kill her. And yeah, it is. And funnily enough, we like he you mentioned he buys her a new TV and we see the new TV with the speakers and everything, but we never see it on. Like she never got to actually enjoy her present from her son. It's like, wow. Okay. Right. Now, during the length of this movie, you see that the drugs are not affecting her near as much anymore because she's getting addicted to them and she actually calls and needs higher milligram prescriptions of these drugs, basically, and they won't do it. But let's wrap up the review, and we know it's quick. It's because of this type of movie. Once we're about, I would say we're a little more than halfway through here, about an hour. So we got a good 30 to 40 minutes, somewhere around there. And this is when everybody descends into madness. They're so addicted and it's their struggle and what they have to do to maintain drug addiction and what happens to them basically right phantom yeah exactly i mean there's some extreme things shown in this yeah very and this camera work is what we need to discuss we're done with the story there that's what it's about it's about drug addiction the rise and fall so to speak and how maddening it could be and i feel the director tried to inflict his artistry into this to somehow make you feel what they're feeling the insanity right whether this worked or not is good or not i think is very dependent on the viewer in this movie but let's talk about the camera work and some things shown lady finn first did you like it the camera work uh not really the effects what they show a lot of times like for example in the very beginning she's hungry but she only had a hard-boiled egg and oh, yeah. then just things appear on her plate it's a weird like effect yeah like she sees the the grapefruit and the egg and the coffee and then they are gone in a like from a second to the next it's gone like to give you the impression that she just ate through it super quickly and she's still hungry i kind of like it sometimes well say a couple other scenes because this happens frequently there's visions people have visions of yeah, things that they want to happen and stuff like that yeah there are a lot of things that are like caught like for example jared leto he has visions of his girlfriend uh ellen burston she has visions of herself on tv and stuff like this and and a lot of quick cuts especially when they want to show you that they are doing drugs 
it's just super uh, quick like they they just show you the eye the the syringe the, and a and lot of scenes it goes to that a lot that yes, specific they are repeated a lot it's exactly the same scenes done a lot only with different eyes depending on who's doing the drugs right, right? and how about uh-huh. the refrigerator effects it's like zooming in and out a lot and it starts walking at times and- yeah that's because like she's completely losing her mind right that also they have a lot of things like comic book like like the the screen is divided in two so you can see mm-hmm. one person doing one thing the other person doing something else and uh, there's a scene with jennifer connelly where she's trying i'm guessing she was trying to find drugs or something and they are sped up and then another scene in a party with friends and also it's sped up I mean, the only thing I'm thankful for in those scenes is that they went quickly because of that. But but other than that, I mean, Did I get it. Did you feel what he was trying to do? Did you yes. feel you were in their head at all, like to try to understand what they're going through? Yes, I felt the the insanity of it all. The I mean, more than once I caught myself with both my my hands like next to my heart and like like very very uncomfortable (laughs) okay next technical i want to talk about because this is really crucial in this film is the makeup it was incredible it's top-notch the downward spiral of their emaciated faces and their eyes and certain body parts of some yes it's downright awesome i would say yeah you couldn't tell you really believed they were going through this because of how good this makeup was. Yeah, I mean, and Ellen Burstyn, I was reading, Ugh. like, she used, like, two different bodysuits, like, fat yes, suits. Yes, we talked about that during uh-huh. the show. We knew she was in a fat suit or whatever yeah, or, they called it. Yeah, they were two because of the, let's say, like, the stages. Uh-huh. And she also wore different nicks. <laughs> and the, like an emaciated one, a, a little thicker one or stuff like that. But I mean, you would never know that these people were wearing makeup because the, I mean, the makeup was extraordinary. Yes. And that's going to lead us to the acting. And I'll tell you what, Lady Phantom, I did see this. I don't know why I seen it, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if somebody had it on and I seen some of it couple scenes came back to me here and there but this is not a movie i would have ever sought out remember i was totally into horror from like the mid 90s to up to this podcast basically so i very sparingly saw other movies during this time Mm -hmm. you know big hits or something somebody requested but i don't know why i watch this but i'll tell you what if Ellen Burstyn didn't get nominated and win, I mean, that's unbelievable to me because she was downright incredible. She got nominated. She lost to Julia Roberts for Erin Brockovich. Oh, that's a shame. I liked Erin Brockovich. I think that was Julia Roberts' best role to date, actually. She was very good, but she didn't go to nowhere near the level this woman went to, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. I mean, and yes, it's not to take anything from Julia Roberts because there are some times with the Oscars that I have been like, what were they thinking? This was not one of those cases because, I mean, 
And I mean, in the case of Julia Roberts, she had the whole movie on her shoulders. Maybe this is why also, because this whole movie is not just Ellen Bernstein. There are other people around, but the acting but of this she woman is the lead. I would say they yes. do focus a little bit more on her. Yes, absolutely. But she was not in like Julia Roberts, pretty much no, on I every don't frame. Care. That, that's a crying but, shame. She but it is because I mean the the acting of Ellen Burstyn in this movie it's it's something else. Yes, and I'm from the New York area, and this woman you would have never known she wasn't from Brooklyn. Her accent was spot on, wasn't forced, didn't seem fake, and she's not from New York at all. It was incredible, just the small dialogue cues that you know when you're from that area and her little nods and things is so new york-esque and she was unbelievable she has a wide range of emotions in this movie and she nails every one and i'm gonna tell you not a fan of leto he was outstanding not a fan of Connolly. this is the best role i've seen her in wayans the most serious role he's ever been in to date, probably. Probably. He, he wasn't up to the level of the other three because actually he don't go as far deep down into the ground as the other three. Yeah, actually with him at the end, it's more like he was at the in the wrong place at the wrong right. time. Uh, a situation so, like that. Yes, he does peril in a sense of being a drug addict and not being able to get drugs and you see how that affects you. But the other three are at the bottom, which you could be at. Of the barrel. Yeah, absolutely. And their, their acting was incredible. Yes. And <laughs> Christopher McDonald, I've, I've loved this guy, everything I've yes. seen him in. It, he plays a great like evangelist type person. Yeah. And you know what I was reading? That many of the things he did were improvised and uh, they recorded that in a little while because it's not a very long part but he got a standing ovation from the sag people like from the same actors yeah, that were extras was, yeah it, i mean if, wow if those clips that he appears in in this movie was in any other movie you would actually chuckle yes but because this is so serious you know how fake these people come across on TV. He acts like that. Like he is the knows all. He knows how to lose weight and everybody's praising him. And he, he's just got this shadiness about him. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of comical seeing that, but there ain't no comedy in this at all. I know. It's, uh, but he was incredible okay let's move into the sound and score which i'll bet you is another thing it was nominated for i have no idea i know that i mean i remember back in 2000 this movie was nominated for a bunch of things but i just don't remember i'm pretty what. sure because it has a wide range of dreary dreamlike depressing tracks that fit the movie yeah yeah that is the truth and uh, the sound was very good. Yeah, yes, it was very it good. It was excellent. And uh, we're going to be speaking more on the 4K version because this is the first time Atmos is coming to this movie. But even the little sound effects during it, like when things are 
extruding off the screen let's say like not physically yeah but with emotions wise there's actually some jump scenes in this movie yes <laughs> and the atmospheric sounds yes. are incredible yes and they and are all over yes and that's going more to 4k, Up to 4K i yeah. think um i'm ready lady phantom i'm curious where you're coming in and your recommendation but i mean this is a very hard movie for me because I've said it many times, give me any horror movie, give me anything, but movies that are depressing like this, I, I just don't handle them very well because I know they're fake. I know it's just a movie, but if the acting is good enough, I tend to absorb the emotions, you know, out of any movie. That, and, and when the movies are this depressing, and actually I was reading that they wanted, the, the Aronofsky and someone else, they wanted to make the, the people like 14 and 16-year-olds. But they told them, no, there's no way we're showing that. Like, forget it. So they were like, okay, I'll do it with 30-year-olds or 20-year-olds, you know. The, if this movie were with teenagers, it would break me completely. But it isn't, so it doesn't break me completely, but it breaks me enough. I, I really don't like movies like this make me feel. And, uh, I mean, it is a good movie. The, the acting is out of this world. The makeup is incredible. The music is incredible. The story, I think, I mean, I understand, you know, that not all movies need a happy ending or a good conclusion but it's just something that, that, that I don't like. And that's really something that I cannot overlook. To me, this movie as a, as a movie is a seven. My recommendation would be to rent it. That's it. Now, if it were because, I mean, if I was writing the movie just because of, the, of how much I like it, it would be way lower. Because even though I recognize the things that it has, I can't get past the story. It hurts my soul. So I say seven and rent because, yeah, it is a movie that you have to watch at least once. That sounds good, Lady Phantom. I'm going to be very close with you, but I think I did like the movie more than you. For one, I'll say I've seen way more depressing movies than this, <laughs> if, that's, if that isn't funny enough. Because while it's depressing and there's heartache there and it, you just keep going darker and darker here, the more sick and sicker they're getting, being intertwined with visions and losing control and hopelessness and is there any way back for these people? And the lengths they will go to get what they want true it doesn't hit those heart strings that a lot of other depressing movies are so for me this is exactly a seven <laughs> identical to phantom like we talked about in the brief story overview the acting the makeup the camera work was totally impressive sound impressive I wasn't happy with the shooting of the needle into the bubbling spoon into the wide eyes a thousand times. We get it a couple times, but it's 
40 times it felt yeah, like it's in just this like meme. they needed to do that according to them to show that the people had right. just done drugs i personally did like a lot of the jump cuts in this they'll be in the middle of talking somebody will be getting high and it'll be a hard cut back to the mother or something like that that i appreciated in this but some of these camera trickery effects these mind altering effects I think they could have been tamped down some. And I didn't truly feel what you did, Phantom. Like, that's why I asked you specifically, did that give you some appeal of what they were going to? Some of them did. Some of them were a complete miss to me. So I got seven. It should be rented. I think everybody should watch this movie at least once. I can't say to buy, but for acting, I wouldn't mind seeing it again just to see Ellen Burstyn go through this. <laughs> I mean, that sounds sad because she goes through so much. It's just and, an acting and, lesson. Yes, and it's almost hurtful, Phantom, and I'm just going to say one word and you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh force feeding and shock therapy oh although that, that that is uh and her look on her face of scared fright diminishment of wanting to live basically was incredible yeah me. i mean and that scene of course it's a climactic scene it's a scene where everyone in the movie is hitting rock bottom and yes, it was and that was very impressive that's not to be underestimated in this that was very well accomplished you're through a good 30 minutes of dark places with these four very people. very dark places and like i was tense all that time and it was like i hate that that phrase that it was hard to watch but it actually is it's like oh <laughs> all right let's get to the good stuff all right this was what sam was most looking forward to he said he's buying it lady phantom he just hasn't found it at a good price on 4k just back up there sam how's that <laughs> video quality phantom oh terrible <laughs> yes this is one of the bottom 10 i'm gonna say it right now that we've done yeah there's a lot of grain there there are scenes like the shooting things and the, the the pupils and stuff that look pretty good. Yeah, but not even nothing you would go to, not standout scenes or anything. Exactly. But most of the color, not all the color, but most of the color in this movie is very much tapped down, which is understandable because it is such yeah, a depressing it's a bleak theme. Movie. It's bleak. You cannot make it all the colorful and happy. There are scenes. There is, yes. I was yeah. Gonna... There are scenes that are colorful, but they are not moments that are happy. They are there to uh, tell you about madness. Well, I'll tell you what. HDR was not used at all, at all in this movie. It's probably one of these that was in the Lionsgate logo, the over 200 nits. Because when Ellen Burstyn starts transforming herself and losing weight, she dyes her hair and she wants it red. Well, it gets colored the brightest orange. And not only did it not pop or anything, it looked the same pastel colors as the whole screen like it didn't even really show it off phantom yeah 
Yeah. And then she does get red hair in her visions. And these scenes, it doesn't pop. Uh-huh. And the black level, this might be one of the worst black level movies because there is no black level in this movie. Yeah. And that scene with the red hair, I mean, it is very colorful. You can you can see that it's, I mean, a very, very deep red and pretty and everything. And her makeup is also like blown up, but it doesn't pop. And it's a shame. No, and it doesn't even look like different coloring on the screen. Like I said, like the contrast ratio is very static in this movie, even with these short scenes of some bright colors, which are so moderate in this movie. If it's more than three minutes, I'd be shocked at it. Yeah. It's just not in this movie. Black Level's very poor. This is a murky film, and because they're having visions, there's like almost like a layer of haze over the screen at times yeah and that uh, 4k just ain't ever gonna show off something like that yeah a scene caught my attention and it's not a vision actually it's one scene where she is going out i think where where she sits with her friends outside of the building and that look straightforward blurry that was a blurry yeah, scene. Yes. Those outside scenes with the neighbors and everything yeah. and the chairs. Yeah. And it's funny because there was no modulation from the scene to scene. Like, you know, in every other movie, when it's bright out, it's bright. And when it's dark, it's dark. It's obvious here. Like the color correction was all muted the same. So like it didn't even matter if it was night or day. It all looked the same. Yeah. We can say right up front, Sam, to you, hopefully, because we're recording this and it doesn't come out for a while, but hopefully you haven't bought it because you will be supremely upset about this. It is a total waste of money. I don't care what format you have this in. It's just as good, Phantom. If you even have this on VHS, I'd be fine with it because (laughs) it's just this coloring of this movie you're not gaining anything yet you might see some little more detail but there's not many close-ups in this it's just whack it's just not a movie that should have been put on for yeah and even when you do see a close-up because i mean there are close-ups like there are many scenes where where you can see that the actors had cameras on themselves like shooting at oh, their faces. Oh, yeah, that, that effect they, I wasn't crazy about. Yeah. That I diminished some points for that. Uh-huh. And the, you have quite a bit of this and close-ups of this kind, but they don't show you anything interesting. If I had to pick out the best scene on 4K here, Lady Phantom, it was when they showed her chapped, broken lips. Oh, yes. And that, I, you can show and me. And maybe his arm that too yeah but like you can show me all the bloody scenes you want on this planet but show me chapped lips and i cringe (laughs) i mean they look very good we are going to get into some positive because this is adobe atmos track and while this overall tone of voices you can tell it's a dated movie 20 years old because the voices don't have that level of depth of good microphones outside of that the score was pretty impressive right yes and the atmos was well used yes impressively more than a lot of action movies 
Yeah. And you can hear, I, I wouldn't say all the time, but a good 80% of the time, you're hearing something coming uh -huh. from somewhere. The surrounds and the atmos were very well used. There's a scene, I think, with McDonald. I don't even remember which one it is, but like I, I found myself just looking up because there were things coming oh, yeah, from above. Voices were coming from above. That's when you were talking about. Yes. But it happens very frequently, the aboves. And yes. the surround surprising because this movie could almost be a mono movie because it's just dialogue driven yeah but the score is so good and the audio cues and effects that they added to this really work in this movie and they're they shine on atmos oh yes like i could hear things pretty much all the time and like at least twice i did jump because something <laughs> happened and it came from above You know, because, I mean, it was front heavy also, but I mean, it the, the, these sounds, they came from above and I jumped. And I will say when the depression gets heavy, man, the soundtrack rises just for that extra eliciting of emotions and it really grabs you. Yeah, it gets to you. It definitely gets to you and... Whew. Yeah, All right, Lady Phantom, I think we got a bunch of special features on this disc, but you're going to let me know. Do we? Apparently, they are both on the 4K and on the Blu-ray in this combo. And it says, on set, 1999, Transcendent Moments, the score of Requiem for a Dream. Ellen Burstyn on Requiem for a Dream. Through Their Eyes. Revisiting Requiem for a Dream. And they're on the 4K disc, right? Yeah. And Blu-ray, I would assume. Yes, We yes, didn't yes, pop yes. the Blu-ray in. Uh-huh. All right. And this is a slip cover edition. You get the Blu-ray, the 4K, and the digital code. All right. This is the time, Lady Phantom. What is your grade and recommendation? Well, I am very sad because the sound in this movie is so good. But I cannot really recommend people get the 4k as opposed to just a blu-ray or a dvd because the video quality is so poor so i'm just gonna go with a d and avoid yep that's exactly what i had d and the only reason i raised it off of the f, f is because of the sound exactly and they did produce an atmos track specifically for this release so i mean if they, they can do it for this up. movie they can do it for everything else <laughs> that that is true but yeah sam you're not gaining anything by getting this movie it will be it's a pure money grab and i will say Lionsgate is a definitely hit or miss They've had some good releases, but I'd say they're low on the scale, Lady Phantom. They don't do a lot of work on a lot of their titles, in my opinion, for the video. Yep, that's true. Some they have, like Jigsaw, for example. Which was, was great. One, but it was a modern movie, so they could up the blood values and the colors. Yeah. But their older releases, I've noticed, they're a really hit or miss. Oh, well, that's too bad, really, because they the studios should really work on their 4K releases. That is true. All right, Lady Phantom, get us out of here. All right, everybody, please, you know what to do. Go to BillSheddy.com, and if you have a request like this movie, a recommendation, please leave it there. 
Also, on that website, you can find all our links to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow me on Twitter, at LadyPhantom74. Our links to Letterboxd are also there. Yes, for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Bye.